that's not the most annoying sound in the world. What's up, golfers? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. My job is to help people play better golf. That's what I do. That's uh, that's what I do, in short. And this podcast gives me an opportunity to talk about some of the battles I've seen, like the good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between. And it's just kind of my platform to uh, to talk about that stuff. And and hopefully you all feel that, dig that, and enjoy it. So let's get a rolling. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about some foundational work, some stuff that's not so sexy. And sometimes I got to do that, honestly. It's just, it's very important. And I think all too often we get caught in the details when the details are not www.whatdoisuckat.com. Okay? This happens with amateurs and teaching professionals as well, where we talk about these little nuanced items that are important, don't get me wrong, but they're not the, they're the micro, not the macro. So let's talk about the macro. Let's talk about hitting the golf ball better from a foundational level. I think that'd be cool. I think that's what we'll talk about today and uh, just have some fun with it. So get out your notepads, whatever you need. Let's, let's dig in and, and let's do a little bit of work. Foundation. The foundation of your golf swing is your legs. All right. Everything is built from the ground up. Maybe you've heard that before or maybe you haven't, but hear it here. Everything is built from the ground up. So let's start by talking about that and some like big principle best practices. For most of you, turning your hips as much as possible in the backswing is the best practice. Now, some of you are hypermobile and you potentially could overturn your hips, but that's not most of you. Most of you need to work on turning more. If you turn more, you'll have more potential for speed, more potential for power, more potential for a lot of good things. If your hips are turning, that means they're not swaying. Swaying refers to the lateral motion in your hips. And swaying is like the death of a golf swing, honestly. Almost every amateur golfer sways. And because of that, they can't really leverage their legs to work towards the target, to dig in and have a real weight shift. Now, a real weight shift, what is that? Well, it's going to be slightly different depending on the tool you're using. A wedge is different than a driver, and a mid-iron sits in the middle of those two things. But let's talk about them on the, on the foundational ends. So a driver, being the longest club in your bag, the most speed is, is necessary. We want to swing the club back. And we actually want to swing and deliver the club upward to the golf ball. That is the foundational difference between the driver and when you're hitting the ball off the ground. So with the driver, we want to be more right-sided. For example, when you turn back, it would be ideal if you got like 60 to 70% of your weight into your rear foot, your trail foot, your right foot for a right-handed golfer. We want that weight to move back. And then we do want a weight shift forward. But when that weight shifts forward, it's actually happening with our lower body and our upper body should stay back behind the golf ball. Great drivers do one of two things. They either move back, actually, from the top of the golf swing down impact. So you'll see some people, their head actually moves backwards. Or they stay still. Never ever will a great driver of the ball slide their head forward. That's like a death move for the driver. 
So it's okay to keep your head behind it or even move it backwards. There are great drivers that do both and that allows for that upward angle of attack. All right, that's your driver weight shift, different than a wedge. Now, as we get down to the wedges, an ideal weight shift is actually more centered around the front foot. As we turn back, it would be ideal to have the majority of the weight on your left side, call it like 60%. And the reason for that is now we have a lofted club in our hands, we can afford to take some loft off of it, and we can afford to swing down on the golf ball. All right, does that make sense? If you have loft on the club, you can swing down on the golf ball. It's the opposite of a driver, right? Driver's got very little loft, so it needs that effort to get up into the air. So with the wedge, we want to turn back, and I, I would say if we're accurately describing it, 60 to 65% of your weight should be on the lead foot in the backswing. And then from that point, we can really drive forward and commit to being forward and digging in and hitting the front of the grass in front of that golf ball. That is an iron weight shift. Now, if we go to the middle of the road, call it a seven iron, now it's just, it's exactly that. It's the middle of the road. Now you understand a wedge and you understand a driver. Well, with the seven iron, we're going to meet in the middle. So when we turn back, our weight is gently into our right side, maybe 50-50, maybe 55% is on the right foot, but we're kind of picking, uh, splitting hairs at that point. And then from that point, we can dig in, we can have a nice weight shift and we can finish very balanced. We're still trying to hit down on the golf ball. So we do want our center of gravity out in front of that golf ball. We want a good, strong weight shift so we can accommodate that down hit on the ball. And that's a seven iron. So now you kind of get how a weight shift happens. Well, let's talk about some nuance, some of the bad. A lot of times when I, if I'm, if, if I were to just chop a player off, chop a player's knees up off and only see the video from the knees down, I can learn a lot. I can learn a lot. And one of the major problems I see is when a player swings back, they'll actually get their weight rolling outside of their right ankle. So what if you if your if your ankles are flat on the ground right now and you roll if you're a right-handed player and you roll your right ankle to the right, placing your weight on the outside of that ankle. That is the motion I'm describing to you on this podcast. I see that all too commonly and what's going on up top typically is a reverse pivot. Typically the hips aren't turning, they're swaying. And then for the person not to fall off a of balance, their upper body is their counterbalance. So it's it's the reverse pivot, their upper body is leaning left while their body goes right. That is a macro problem. If you can't keep your feet on the ground, it's a signal. Your, your body's giving you a signal that something is just not right. And that thing, we gotta figure it out. So when we swing back, we want our weight to go to our right foot, but we want to be on the inside of our right foot. An easy way to fix that is to get a little wedge and put it outside of your right foot. Now, the way I want you to approach uh, any training aid, any golf training aid, is they are there to help you out. They're there to help you out. But at the end of the day, a training aid is not guaranteed going to fix your golf swing. You need to understand what that training aid is helping you with and then be able to translate whatever that thing is to your golf swing. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So we're going to swing back. We're going to have our weight inside of our right ankle. It's not going to crash to the outside. The crash to the outside is very, very bad. And then from that point, then we can leverage and we can drive forward. Now, what should a weight shift feel like? Well, that, that feel is a very personal word. So when I say feel, it doesn't mean that 
you have to feel this way, but this is the way I would generically describe it to most anyone that were to ask. The first component of a good weight shift is our weight should actually start moving towards the target before we finish our backswing. So as the upper body is winding away from the target, the lower body can start moving towards it. That weight should start early, and the first thing we should feel as we actually get into transition is we want to feel those legs dig into the ground. We're on the inside of our right ankle, and our left foot is digging into the ground. If there was a scale, that scale would be increasing in poundage significantly early in the downswing by those legs pressing into the ground. This is that ground force reaction word that is a very sexy word in today's modern media. All it means is that there is a component of strength that we can utilize by digging our legs into the ground and then digging out. So there's a down and a up component. But in that first move of the downswing, as our hips are turning towards the target and we're depressing our weight into the ground, that's very important. Now, I, I mentioned turning, and turning is a very important piece of this equation. I don't want to hyper-focus on that today. I actually want to talk more about like the up and down motion. Hip turn is kind of an in vogue thing to talk about. It's been popular forever. Now, what I want to tell you about hip turn is that for a lot of you, it's a distraction. Most of you need to learn to close your club face more and to have more angle between your arm and the club, meaning how you unload the club, before you start thinking about hip turn. Hip turn without any groundwork is typically a bad thing because most players don't have a club face closed enough to support a proper hip turn. By turning your hips more to the left or more open to the target, we are in turn gonna most often open the club face and shift our path to the left. So who's a player that should turn their hips more? Well, they typically have a club face that is too closed and a swing path that's too far inside out. That person should turn more. If you swing outside in or you have a club face that's too open, that should not be your point of emphasis. All right, y'all. Well, I feel like we covered some macro problems today. I think this could totally be a series where it was a few episodes long and we just kind of dig in on, on what are the things that are really hurting people. But golf is built from the ground up. I hope you have a little clearer understanding of what a proper weight shift should look and feel like. Maybe get some video of your ankles. Watch how they're turning. Don't be afraid of hip turn. Hip turn is your friend, especially if you're not hypermobile. Uh, turn your hips as much as they can turn. Let those babies turn. The wheels in the sky keep on turning, so should your hips. All right, y'all. I just want to thank you for hanging out for another podcast. Leave this thing a review. Share it with a friend. That helps more than you know. And uh, we'll catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.